Welcome to the IAB UK podcast. Hello and welcome to the IAB UK Connected podcast. From the IAB, I'm James Chandler, back with another episode in our Connected series, where we hear from our members to get their take on what's going on during lockdown, all from the comfort of their lounges, kitchens and occasionally bedrooms. This podcast is just one part of a wider initiative that we launched in March called IAB UK Connected. It's our response to the industry being more socially and physically distant. Online, you can find everything from bite-sized training courses to our series of seminars turned webinars and practical advice on the government's financial guidance so far. Find it all at iabuk.com forward slash connected. Today, I'm in conversation with Lisa Target from influencer marketing platform Tribe. We talk about how briefs have changed during lockdown, what's happening to all the travel influencers and a glimpse into the future where the likes of you and I could be rewarded for the brands we're advocating the most. I started by asking Lisa, what was different now versus business as usual? And so we kind of immediately changed everything we were doing to, to understand well, what are consumers going through right now and what mm. messages do brands need to get across right now. Um, and everything's been very of the moment since then, um, yeah. which is a very different kind of pace, less future thinking, less planning, um, highly reactive. Mm. But a huge amount of innovations come from that, which has been great to see. And is the and the appetite is still there? Like, did you see any sort of downturn when, you know, particularly when you know, Prime Minister are actually going to go into lockdown? There's nervousness. Um, it, invariably, it tends to be marketing budgets that are maybe the first to go, and people start thinking about you know different costs that they've got. Anything like that, or um, sort of business as usual, even a bit of an uptick? I mean, yeah, real mix. And and I've been asked a lot if there are any particular um, you know categories that we've seen impacted but um you know working with micro influencers and influence marketing is a channel anyway you're not getting the yeah. lion's share of any marketing <laughs> budgets um so you know for us to see a big impact would, would would be pennies compared to someone's uh huge advertising budget but yeah. what we what we saw initially were a lot of comms changes you know it was right. people trying to get messages out about you know, we are still open for business or we've changed how we're working and really trying to, you know, as they would to their natural database, try and extend their messages far and wide about, you know, maybe moving to a delivery service or, um, and also, you know, because again of that real-time nature, being able to communicate via their customers whether stock levels were, you know, something was back, yeah. in, back in stock and things like that. And, and then we've seen, I guess, brands now start to move into a more strategic space because we've had all that immediate yeah. reaction. Um, and I guess there's been no real new news for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, people have gotten into, okay, well, how do I elevate my brand's mission during what is a very unique consumer you know, experience? Yeah. Um, and how are people experiencing my brands at home? And, and for the brands that are doing it really well and nailing it, they're looking at social sentiment and really understanding how, their customers are actually using their products. Yeah. Um, you know, whereas, you know, a lot of people used maybe for, you know, you can think of things like cheese, you know, for kids' sandwiches and lunches. And now all of a sudden you're making three meals at home and you're using that product a lot more than you would have. Or, yeah. um, you know, people would have, you know, pizzas in their fridge once a week and now they're doing a whole pizza night out of it because they want to generate some activity at home and be social. And so there's so many new ways that, people have adapted and brands roles within that that sort of um evolution has changed as well 
And what, what about types of creators? Certainly people in my, for, for some reason, I'm sort of obsessed with people who are doing home renovations in Victorian houses. I don't live in a Victorian terraced house, but I'm sort of obsessed with it. Um, they kind of come into their own because they've got loads more time in terms of what they're doing and, you know, they're doing loads of stuff. So I guess if you're interiors based, you're doing stuff at home, maybe if it's gaming or recipes or anything like that, anything that's going to be based in the home, surely those guys are kind of booming. But I wonder if there's other categories which sort of less so. I mean, if your whole thing is around something that you can quintessentially only do in groups or outdoors, I guess less so. You're right. Like DIY influencers have a really interesting role at the moment because everyone's in the home more than Mm. they are. But equally, we've seen travel influencers um, kind of by the other side of the coin having a nice role about staying at home you know yeah, because t- they're obviously t- tell us the about that I mean, that's fascinating isn't it who's who have been um those influencers who have essentially had to completely pivot i mean travel is the perfect example isn't it so, so what are those yeah. guys doing yeah well they're doing you know um they're talking about the the merits and the you know what they love about travel and what they experience and i guess how they can bring that uh that mindset into the home and they're also talking about you know what for the first time where I'm at home, what are the things that I missed out on by yeah. traveling? Yeah. Um, nice. and, and just in general, I think what we've seen with all of our creators um, is that they feel like they've got a real sense of social responsibility mm. to um, put the right kind of messaging out to their followers. And, you know, in the last six weeks, we've put a lot of, I guess, pro bono campaigns live, um, which we, you know, we wouldn't typically do, but in, in support of the NHS, in support of um, the WHO initially as well, around physical distancing, around staying at home, yeah. um, and now just really around celebrating our heroes. You know, mm. one of my favourite campaigns is there's a big rainbow bake-off going on right now with, with Tate and Lyle, um, oh, wow. and it's just all rainbow, rainbow cakes to celebrate, you know, our, our carers and, and, and stuff like that people are really leaning into and I think no matter what kind of account or niche you have as a creator you always want um, an opportunity to communicate with your audience yeah. and that be authentic and if your experience isn't travel no one wants to see you reposting pictures yeah. when they know borders aren't open and that yeah. you're likely at home people people really crave the the authentic perspective you talked about sort of reaching this almost like a different stage now, the very reactive bit at the start where we need to make sure what we're saying, you know, isn't jarring or isn't tone deaf um, to now getting into this place where it's becoming a little bit more strategic. What, what What's the sort of the, the next stage, I guess? Is it that um, people are starting to consider reopening stores or products being a bit more available where they aren't? And, and those types of briefs are changing perhaps? Yeah, definitely. I think we've we've now got uh, more more briefs that go live around like yeah, social um, responsibility, but then um, a lot about self care and mm. mental well being um, because of increased screen time, because yeah, of yeah. isolation potentially, because mm. of arguments within your family. You know, being stuck in a situation. I think a lot of people are having um, you know different experiences um with their mental health and then also we've got a lot of brands that are saying well this is a very unique experience and this is how we can make the most of it Mm. um and you know my favorite was rimmel um changing their live the london look to live the london look which is all about staying at home Uh, and still being able to express yourself with makeup and be 
you know, camera ready and, um, you know, have that kind of artistic outlet, but um, still align with essentially, you know, something that's very of the moment uh, for that brand to, to stay relevant. And for me, this is, this situation has essentially opened our industry up to understanding how important having agile marketing practices are. Yeah. And for me, lockdown or not, there's going to be iterations to how life is evolving and how we need to adapt to that as brands. And again, yeah. how our brand ex- is experienced differently by consumers. Maybe we're, we, you know, we're losing a particular type of consumer, gaining a new one mm. and consumer behaviors are definitely changing. Yeah, I think 100%. unless you have data and creativity and very fast, um, you know, routes to market, it's going to be very difficult for brands to compete um, and to make sure that their messaging is relevant up to the minute and, you know, makes sense. Kind of weirdly, you know, trying to, you know, build creative yourself that is going to be reactive and, you know, kind of living week to week in terms of how messaging is changing, you know, put it in the hands of people that kind of do this thing really well. And, you know, I guess it kind of makes sense. So do you, do you think on that then there is this sort of slight reappraisal perhaps of influencer marketing going on at the moment where, I mean, are there brands coming in that maybe haven't done it before or have just tested it? Do we come out the other side, as you say, with a, a you know, a slightly different appreciation of, of, of how you can leverage it better? Yeah. We, we always think of influencers as, you know, your most influential customers Mm. and they have this amazing skill and, you know, they'll have influence in their sphere around a certain, you know, passion point or what makes sense to that community and say that is beauty, say it is, um, you know, ethical ways of living or a zero waste lifestyle or, um, you know, gluten-free baking, for example, where obviously people who are interested in gluten-free baked goods will follow you for recipe inspiration those people are capped in which brands they can work with, yeah. you know, because their influence is so potent and so niche. And so we think that when brands start to work with those creators to just generate assets to use in advertising, to use in Facebook ads or across, you know, mm. display networks or out of home, you know, even iPhone quality of images is, we always say it's magazine quality and billboard size. And it really is yeah. in terms of its resolution and just, you know, because they've decided to communicate with an audience around gluten-free baking doesn't mean they can't take an amazing photo yeah. of another brand that they own and love and have in their home. Um, if they posted it, they would obviously be a massive sellout and their audience would switch <laughs> off. So for us, actually, when brands work with creators to just generate assets, mm. it creates a really sustainable future for influence marketing as a channel yeah. because people aren't saturating their feeds with brands that don't make sense to their audience, et cetera. It, it just means, you know, they only work with brands that make sense to that audience and would provide yeah. some valuable, you know, some value to that audience. And then on the side, you know, they can generate assets for men's razors and, um, mm. you know, alcohol brands and, you know, whatever else it might be, but by just, you know, giving them that asset to use in, in advertising. And, you know, that means brands are saving a lot of money, brands who are operationally challenged at the moment, being able to, you know, not, yeah. not do production shoots can get access to, to those assets and still compete from a, a, a digital marketing perspective. I love your point on quality and it, it, because it feels like, it feels like maybe as an industry, we were always a bit snobby about, you know, the, the sort of, uh, 
you know, spinning something around and shooting on an iPhone, you know, we're all very polished and we like to do everything in 8K or whatever we're doing. But there feels like there's this newfound appreciation at the moment. We were talking about Gary Barlow yesterday and the stuff he's doing every day. It's literally, it's in uh, a vertical shot. It's on an iPhone. It's scrappy. It's not the world's best quality. But at the moment, it feels like we just want to be entertaining. We want content. We're kind of, we're all right with it. And I wonder whether that will continue as well. Or do we revert back to these sort of, you know, really high end shoots that we need to do, but just putting a phone down and shooting what you're doing. That's kind of all right by everyone at the moment. Yeah, for sure. And I think, you know, TikTok's done a lot for yeah. reducing the, <laughs> not the spec, but definitely the polish, yeah. um, you know, on, on content. And we are getting used to a more, um, you know, piece to camera, um, raw version of, of who who we are and, you know, influencer marketing. You see even before TikTok, how it evolved, you know, it went from selfies to yeah. flat lays. And as the, as the tools, even within Instagram stories, like filters and, yeah. you know, the editing suite inside TikTok, all it does is essentially educate everyday people mm. on skills that were once held only in creative agencies. You know, you've got, this generation of, of everyday people who know what a stop motion is, yeah, you, know, yeah, you yeah. know, what a boomerang, a cinemagraph, slow-mo, you know, and with TikTok, my goodness, like the, the editing suite um, that they have there for everyday people to have a play with is, is phenomenal. So what it does is democratize, you know, creative yeah. skills to a degree, but it doesn't replace um, creative agencies. And we always say that, it, you know, we find it to be a really, really beautiful compliment because you know for a marketer to be competitive from a digital marketing perspective you need a volume and variety of assets yeah it's a really really good point um last question from me on that really delicate balance between um sort of community and helping each other and sporting Mm. versus you know a fairly you know i sort of want you to buy this thing are you seeing a change in, in in tone because i think it's very different in this space as well it's not as overt as you know look here's something i'm sort of using but have you sensed that there's less of that very overt selling stuff now right now at the moment and it is more about you know supporting community and that kind of thing yeah for sure i think um it's funny if you look at the news about influence marketing and you know average prices and who's been impacted there are completely conflicting reports going on from yeah. <laughs> every corner of the world on what's working and what's not. Um, you know, for, for us um, in general, we've had more people, you know, submitting to campaigns. Um, prices haven't dropped in terms of influencers prices, um, which as a marketplace, when that's kind of dictated by supply and demand and not set, that's a really, um, it's a great uh, factor to look at. Mm. Um, for us, it's all about opportunity. and you know, for us giving more everyday people who wouldn't have considered, you know, being a quote unquote influencer, the chance to actually work with brands uh, brands and use that as a, as a, as a revenue generating channel for them um, is a great thing. And we can definitely see a future not too far away where tagging brand partners, you know, I don't know if you guys have seen, but you can actually tag brand partners separate to who you would normally tag which for us is just the beginnings of Instagram starting to say, okay, we want to isolate brand tags and then we need to find a way that brands can monetize all of the essentially organic digital shop fronts where their products are featured and where Mm. people are shopping. 
And in that future, it's not about, you know, selling a product um, from your feed, but it's like everyday people should be rewarded for the brands they're naturally advocating for. And I just, I post about brands all the time. I just don't necessarily tag them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But in a future where you can kind of one click shop from Instagram, maybe I would because maybe that money will go into my digital Instagram wallet and I can, you know, pay it forward. And I think, you know, cutting out the, the middleman, so to speak, and allowing like it's actually more being able to fully measure and track what word of mouth marketing is always done for brands yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, in a social sphere is a really cool thing. I think it'll encourage more people to, to get on board and it will be a very, a very natural, authentic thing. And it will very much move away from the, the classic influencer marketing product placement that we saw in you know the early days, which is going on now. That's a wonderful glimpse into the future. It's brilliant. Um, we always finish with two questions, Lisa, uh, with all of the guests. The first is, can you describe for us the view from where you're sitting right now? I can see a, a nice window behind you. Uh, but tell I us, mean, t- I wish this... Um, <laughs> tell us what you can see. <laughs> the window behind me is beautiful, but in front of me is uh, <laughs> two very large garbage bins through the other window. <laughs> very sexy view. Wish this uh, and what have you got? Are you, are you propped up on some folders or, you know, we've seen all sorts of, <laughs> sort of innovative things. Are you ready to see? So I've things. got... Uh, the, the camera is propped up on Trivial Pursuit and Twister. Oh, nice. This is very good. That's brilliant. Um, and then the second question is, um, what is it that you miss most? I don't know if you can remember a, a pre-lockdown life seven weeks ago, but what is it that you're sort of missing most? What would be one of the first things you do should we return to some sort of normality and you know, we go back into London and start doing things? It's funny. I've been thinking mostly about what I'm grateful for as opposed to what I'm missing. So it's probably the first time I've been asked that question. Um, It would be just as simple as, you know, hugging your friends and being in a close, you know, a close circle. And and for me, all I picture is a picnic in London fields in the summer, you know, pub in the park and just the atmosphere of having so many people around you with that collective sunny experience that Londoners get when the sun comes out like that's what I'm looking forward to the most and what I guess but you're bang on we've got lots to be grateful for anyway um which is a very good point to make thank you so much for giving us half an hour of your time and taking us through um everything that's going on you guys and that brilliant glimpse into the future which is not one I'd really thought about but I think is which I think is incredible. But thank you again for giving us some time today. I really appreciate it. The IAB UK podcast. Lisa Target from Tribe there. Rimmel's live the London look. Rather good, isn't it? That's it for today, but we'll be back later this week with another episode. If you've enjoyed this one, we'd really appreciate you taking the time to rate and review us and share the episode with someone you think might find it interesting too. There's loads more to listen to as well with episodes on mental health, brand building during recessions and much, much more. Just search for IAB UK on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts from. And don't forget to take a look at iabuk.com forward slash connected for everything we're doing to support our members right now. Stay safe, stay home, and thanks for listening. IAB UK, building a sustainable future for digital advertising.